We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Maps Step Back podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. Want revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city. Map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Mo triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 All right, guys. So welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, This is our first live show uh, done on the Fireside app. Uh, For those of you who don't know Fireside, you know, it's it's a similar live audio app to say like uh, Spotify Green Room and uh, Clubhouse, stuff like that. It was co-founded by Mark Cuban. Uh, And I mean, it seems... It seems like we have a lot more versatility with this thing uh, than we did over at Green Room, but you know this is our first time using it, and uh, we're happy to be doing so. And for our first guest on Fireside, we have my guy Ruben here, and most of you, most MFFLs, know him as Reddit Mavericks on Twitter. So, Ruben, how you doing today, man? Uh, good. You know, woke up early, took care of the baby because I have a baby now, and uh, got a little nap in before I walk before I uh, logged in. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, being a new new parent is is, I'm sure it's rewarding, but <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you're having uh, yeah. your uh, your challenges that most new parents have too. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, he's been pretty chill so far. Uh, he's actually sleeping through the night, which is nice. Uh, 
even though like the night it's like six hours, but still it's like it's sleep for me. So and my wife. Yeah. So it's not too. These days I don't even know what sleep is, so I can't even imagine if and when I eventually have a have a kid. So (laughs) more power to you, man. I'm not. We're not joined by my co-host Matt Galatson today because he runs like a bazillion college football sites, and today is college football day. So that's right. It is. Right. <laughs> yeah. His his brain is in overload today with that, and I've enjoyed a little bit of college football earlier today, and um, seems like the Texas schools are off to a good start. So, uh, but yeah, just jumping into some math stuff. Ruben, I, it, it was funny because when, when Matt and I recorded last week, literally like just minutes after we finished recording, Mark Stein came out and said that the Mavs were likely to sign Frank Nielakina. Uh, you know, after we had just finished, we were like, oh, dang it, we missed it. <laughs> and and uh, sure enough, a couple days later, they made it official. It's a two-year minimum deal. Uh, the second year of the deal is a team option. Uh, so since it is a two-year deal and it's got that option in it and everything, it, it seems like he's going to end up being part of the main roster, assuming that things don't just go, you know, haywire in training camp. But uh, I'm starting to wonder, you know, who's the odd man out? Because, I mean, I, I think they're going to have to cut somebody, whether it's Trey Burke or, or whoever. So, I guess my first question is, what are your thoughts on Neil Aquina being the newest Maverick, you know, four years after, three or four years after they were, you know, widely expected to draft him and then the Knicks took him first? And do you think he ends up making the, the final roster after training? Uh, so usually when the, when things like this happen, I usually like to go, like, just scan uh, the former, like, fandom of this player, you know, and – uh it seems like there are a lot of Frank Nielakina truthers on the internet. Um, there's a lot of guys who seem really into him. I've, I've been followed by a few people that are like Frank Nielakina fan clubs. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like a guy who averaged like what? Five points over four years has a fan club. <laughs> um, our, guy, our guy Bibbs, uh, he was, he was like, yeah. he's been calling for this, trying to will it into existence forever. So he finally, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like we all added him that night. And we're just like, hey, like, look at this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, you know, I think, I think for Frank, I think it would be, I think it might be good to have a different, you know, uh, environment to be around. You know, I mean, he's, cl- he's clearly never played with a player like Luca. Like, no one has, you know, not a lot of people have. And uh, I think, again, Luca might have his other, might work up some magic and might, you know, I don't think that Frank will be, um, a creator or a passer, I feel like that dream of his is, you know, it's kind of gone on the wayside. And I feel like now he can kind of be like a, uh, I think Bibbs said like maybe like a, a three and D wing, you know, like it's all we need him to do is to, you know, somehow still hit 48% from three <laughs> and, uh, and um, just defend because he's a long dude. And, you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen the highlights. I think uh, our friend Panda Hank uh, put up, and it's mostly defensive highlights, but dude, that guy can hustle, you know. And I think that's something that we're missing on this team. So, um, I do think he makes the roster. I'm not quite sure who gets cut. I have a few guys in my brain, which I'm like, I would be like, hey, if they go, like, I wouldn't be too upset. Um, so, but I do think he makes the roster uh, out of training camp. See, my so especially my yeah, thing yeah. with Frank is with 
unlike the uh, one do thing, and th this is the first thing that popped into my mind is like at the very least, I think he's going to be what we kind of expected a one do to contribute in a very very limited small role last year, especially when they went through the COVID stuff. And I mean, he was he was okay, but it just wasn't. You know, we we kind of worked ourselves up for that one, and it just fell flat. But you know, Neil Aquino, he's actually really really good defensively. Uh, he's his la his lateral movement is incredible. Uh, he he's always good at getting in position, staying in front of his guy. It's really something that this team needs now. Offensively, you know, it's kind of spotty, and he doesn't average much points per game. And uh, his three point shooting percentage was good last year, but. I think at the very least, uh, you know, if, if they end up replacing uh, Trey Burke with Neil Aquina, mm -hmm. then I, I would be I would be okay with that because Burke and I mean I like the guy, but aside of his little bubble spurt in like one game against Orlando last year, he really hasn't been that good. And I yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but I mean, uh, there's probably a reason that, that Philly cut him. And he's only had like a few, you know, sparks that way. And he, he, I think it will be good to have a guy like Neil Aquino who you can plug in there. He, you know, he may not play every night, uh, but, you know, eventually be a, a contributing role player and uh, throw some good defense into the mix. And who knows? I mean, they, I like the team option part of that deal because, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can just decline the option, no strings attached. If it does work out, then, hey, you have a you have a good contributor on a minimum contract for an extra year. So, yeah. Um, but other than that, the, the Mavs off season it it didn't go the way everybody expected it to. Uh, now I, I I'll get your thoughts on this, but I've been of the opinion the last two times uh, on this podcast that you know the Mavs, even though it was disappointing based on expectations. I think the fact of the matter is the team still got better. And there were so many hiccups last year. You had like a three-week period where, you know, really key players were out due to COVID. Uh, some of those players like Maxi, they never were right after that. And then he had a Achilles issue he was dealing with. Uh, Luca, he didn't start the, the season out in shape. And that'll be our next topic after this. Uh, based on what he's been posting on Instagram lately, but <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that contributed to the Mavs, you know, having a really bumpy year last year, and he still ended up, uh, or the Mavs still ended up making the playoffs as the fifth seed, and they sh they they honestly should have beaten the Clippers in the first round, but for a multiple number of reasons they did not, and it was disappointing, and they had an overhaul in the front office, and you know the rest is history. So, my question to you is, how optimistic are you? on this team heading into this regular season as is if no other moves are made? Ooh. Uh, I definitely definitely make the playoffs um, because with Luke and anything, it's possible, really. <laughs> no, but honestly, like I feel like um, I think we did an addition by subtraction move by uh, chipping off Josh Richardson. Um, love the guy as a, as a person. Like He seemed like a really cool dude on social media. And stuff Absolutely. Like that. But – you know, just it did not mesh well with the team, and a lot of that could be contributed to COVID. We'll never know, I don't think. Um, but uh, I do feel like you know, like you said, like Maxi is, you know, he's just been injured and sick, and you know all that stuff. And I think adding two guys who shoot forty percent from certain spots to the three, 
in a Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown is great, you know? Um, really, like, ideally, like, for, in my opinion, like, the, the offense around Luca should literally just be, like, him and, like, guys who can shoot threes, you know? Or guys who can space the floor, you know? Um, I think having, I think KP having a, a actual healthy offseason is going to be great. Um, he's also been posting stuff on social media. <laughs> I had the chagrin of some people on Twitter. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I think... I think this is. I think this is the year where I think we can win a uh, uh, first round series because we probably won't be facing the Clippers. Uh, looking at like their roster and who's injured this year and not stuff like that. Thank, thank um, God, right? Like finally, right, yes. I'm so happy. Like, <laughs> like I was like, like I feel bad for because obviously Kawhi's out for the year, but you know, I was like, well, you know what? Like I'm doing. I want to deal with him. Not, and, you know, if we meet him in the playoffs again, uh, we probably won't meet them in the playoffs. Hopefully. I'm hoping the monkey paw doesn't curl. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> um, even, even even if they do play the Clippers, I mean, the chances because we know how Kawhi treats other ha, has treated un, other injuries throughout his career. Yeah. I mean, I I would be absolutely. Some people have said like, okay, well, even if he misses the regular season, there's a chance he'll come back and play in the playoffs. I mean, I just I just don't see that. I think he's out for yeah, the no. year. No, so even if, the Mavs, yeah. even if the Mavs find themselves in a situation where they play the Clippers again this year, at least, like, you know, Kawhi Leonard's not going to be a part of yeah, that, so. which is good. Yeah. But, um, no, but I, I, I actually, I feel pretty – like, I remember, like, there's always, like, the, the, the tweets out there which are, like, you know, grade the offseason. I, I would honestly, like – I'd give it a solid C+, plus, which, like, was around my GPA graduating college. So, you know, and I'm doing pretty well for myself now. So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I think, I think overall, like looking at the off season, like we didn't do too much, but I don't think we need to do that much. You know, I think there's still one or two things that like would bump us up a little bit, AKA, you know, Goron, you know, uh, getting bought out, which doesn't look to be that likely, but I mean, other stranger things have happened in the NBA. So like getting KP for nothing, <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I think I think overall, so I've seen, I feel okay with it. You know, some people are going to be really mad about it, but it is what it is, and this is the roster that we're going in with. So, you know, we'll see. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I've I've always kind of or just looking at it, uh, how things unfolded. I, I look at it and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, every, we thought that uh, Josh Richardson would be a good fit too. But I mean, when you look back at it, when you look at Josh Richardson's uh, career stats, you know, his three point shooting throughout his career, he's not that great of a three point shooter. We were banking on like, okay, this guy is going to have a significant uptick playing along with Luca. Where with Reggie Bullock, this guy has been a great three point shooter his entire career, and he was really good last year with the you know with the Knicks team, a uh, Tom Thibodeau coach team that typically they struggle offensively. Uh, his teams do so. I mean, he he was still a really good three point shooter in that system. Uh, Luca is by far the best point guard he's ever played with. Uh, second being you know uh, later career Derrick Rose. And like you said, I mean, him and Sterling Brown are good three-point shooters, but it's like specific areas, like from the corners. Reggie Bullock shot like 46% from the corners last year. (laughs) Sterling Sterling Brown from like the top of the key three uh, shot about 45% in that area. So, I mean, I look at that and, you know, you take into consideration that both of those guys can play a little bit of defense too – I think it's going to be more – we're going to see more from the offense what we saw uh, the year prior before they traded uh, Seth Curry, which turned out to be a disaster. So uh, I think they kind of had to, you know, get the mops out and clean up some collateral damage and kind of rethink things in that aspect. But uh, I'm really excited. I, I do not think – health permitting, I do not think they're going to have any issues in the regular season. Uh, you know, once yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they'll roll through the the regular season part. I think they'll have good positioning when it comes to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, when it gets to the postseason, and I said this last week too, but that's that's where it's going to be important to potentially add another guy like Goran Dragic, who is basically what I like to call a 16-game player anyway. He's a playoff guy. Uh, that's when he shows his, his best production. Uh, that's when they need some help for Luka. You know, because when teams start just focusing on Luca for a whole seven game series, <laughs> there, there there has to be a release valve somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, just we're gonna switch now to just Luca specifically because, and we kind of mentioned it briefly earlier. But you know, earlier this season or uh, this off season, when he there were pictures that surfaced of him uh, smoking hookah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Huka Doncic, and uh, you know he got a lot. He caught a lot of flack on social media from that, and you know especially Celtics people who are saying, "Oh, look what Jason Tatum's doing this off season versus versus so what Luke is doing." When so in all, yeah, <laughs> when in all reality, Luca said told Mark Stein that he only took two weeks off the entire off season. So now. I don't think it's a coincidence after he, you know, people were kind of teasing him for multiple 
uh, the last couple of weeks. Now he's been posting stuff on social media of him in the gym, really grinding. I think it probably sits in the back of his mind that he wasn't in really good shape to start last season, and it, it oh, yeah. kind of got him off to a sluggish start. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's just a coincidence that it happened, or do you think it's, he's, ta- he's kind of taking it personally? I think he's taking it a little bit personally, which I actually really, really enjoy um, because he is a competitor. He's I, – I haven't – you know, I think that he's – He's not Michael Jordan-esque yet, but he's getting to a point where it's like, okay, like he is getting competitive about these things. Like he wants to win. Like you see it, you know, like you see the emotion that he has when he when it doesn't go his way, you know, um, you know, and people on Twitter mean and will say things about it, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I I think he's doing it. Doing, I think he's doing it on purpose. I still think it was really weird that uh, it was Boston Celtics fans, you know. <laughs> making those, uh, making those, making that one tweet that it got, it just got, I think it got ratioed by Mavs fans. <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like it's like I would if I saw it from like I don't know, like a like a Phoenix Suns fan because of you know, because um, of Aiden. I'd be okay, cool. That makes more sense, you know, because same draft class, blah, blah blah, and everything. If it came from like even like a hot, you know, the Hawks fans, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense because. But the Celtics fans, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I just feel like Celtics fans just like. Eight. There's such an age gap too. I mean, Luca's 22. Like, why are we comparing these two? I, I mean, Luca's already better, but I mean, he's also so much younger. So yeah, why are we even having this discussion? Yeah, and they're they're both Jordan athletes, and they both have you know both they're both are rocking like Jordans this year or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird to me. But um, yeah, I do think he's doing it on purpose. Um, maybe maybe I, I feel like I really feel like athletes like they do check and they do see like hey like what can I do to like just stir a little bit, you know, stir a little of the pot, you know? Um, Cause I, I know Luke gets on Twitter, you know, he, you know, like, we'll go back and forth with Jalen Brunson or Josh Green or whoever, you know? And um, I feel like he saw it and was like, okay, I'm just going to post a few things to get people off my back or whatever about it, you know? And then he does look fit though, you know, like you look like I, you know, I know people are like out here questioning his form and I'm like, well, I don't know, man. Like I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know what, you know, um, Workouts specifically are for like NBA players, you know. Right. Like, I don't think NBA players need to be like you know bench or like a deadlifting like I don't know like five hundred pounds or whatever. You know, they probably need to do like some stuff with their legs. I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I think there there's a honestly, if he would have taken more than two weeks off, that would have been perfectly fine given the oh, absolutely yeah you know, given the given the run that he did with uh, Slovenia. In the Olympics, yeah, which, which I like, I, it feels like such a lifetime ago too. So, so I was like, like I got to think about it earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, he did, he did do the Olympics thing. I forgot about that. That happened this year. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I, I, I have to go back and look at it to confirm this, but I feel like every time Dirk, uh, you know, played uh, for Germany during the off seasons, like he would just come back and just have a monster regular season. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to th- go back in my brain and think. Like oh eight, like I think he did. Yeah, like oh four. Oh yeah, yeah. Literally, just thinking about it, like on top of my head, it seems like that's probably true because he. Yeah. And in this, and in this particular situation, you know, it's the first time Slovenia has ever gone to the Olympics. Uh, you know, he he was a last second shot away from uh from being in the gold game versus yeah. USA. Uh, I mean, I, it has to be a confidence booster for him. And uh, like I said, it 
it kept him in basketball shape up to that point. Only took a few weeks off, and now he's you know grinding in the gym again. So I think, I mean, as good as he's been already uh, in these first three seasons, and he's improved every single year, I think he's poised for yet another you know step forward. And I think if the Mavs do like how I expect them to in the regular season, uh, I think he'll be able to follow through with his uh, his in- him being the MVP favorite. Uh, heading into the the regular season because he was the MVP he was the MVP favorite heading into last year too but you know just had a bunch of stuff happen yeah. that kind of knocked out the, the season yeah yeah so yeah, I agree but, I think I think he'll be good I think uh I think it'll be okay I, I feel like and obviously like as like as as people we only see like a very small like sliver of their day you know like in the off season you know like he's not posting every day he's not like doing like a Matisse Thibault type of, you know, YouTube, you know, uh, you know, YouTube creation stuff. Uh, so I feel like, you know, like, which is incredible by the way. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. I love Matisse Thibault stuff, but, uh, I will say like, if he wants to go and have a burger, like every so often, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm sure he knows, I'm sure his nutritionist is like, Hey, like, you know, giving, giving him some space to, you know, be a 22 year old, you know, guy. Cause when I was 22, I was eating like, crap you know like all the time so do we I, not, like, I mean do, do people not remember how dirk and nash did in the early stages yes. of their career <laughs> so i'm saying like you know like and they were fine you know they should have won a ring together but it's fine you know <laughs> um but yeah i think you know he'll be fine and you know it's, i think as long as he doesn't He's not like out caught slipping on like Twitter and like that it should be fine <laughs> or Instagram or whatever it should be fine. So, so I mean, I guess moving on to, to this now, there's not many, you know, all the off season questions, all the the main acquisitions, you know, all that has happened. We pretty much know what the team's going to be. That we have the the Dragic thing that's kind of, you know, hanging in the balance. Don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, there's really not many questions in my opinion, for this team uh, as we as we start training camp in about a week and a half now. But one question, and I brought it up on Twitter last night, uh, is Jalen Brunson. Because the way that rookie contract was set up, it, it, it wasn't like a regular uh, rookie scale contract. It was, it was one that, you know, it was just a straight three – or sorry, it was a straight four-year deal – uh, no team option, you know. Even though this fourth year that he's going into it, it it wasn't guaranteed, but they, you know, they guaranteed it now. Uh, but it was just a f- straight four years. There was no technical player or, you know, team option on that. So there's no restricted free agency. So basically, what this comes down to, Ruben, is, um, you know, if, if they don't come to an agreement with an extension on Brunson uh, before you know, next summer, he's going to enter unrestricted free agency. And given what the teams are, one, what one of the major uh, priorities for this offseason was, which was adding another secondary playmaker uh, to help Luca, and that, you know, it hasn't happened yet, I figured that, you know, extending Brunson would, would have immediately become a top priority. Because he's not, you know, he's not the greatest distributor. But, you know, he's a really, really good scoring guard off the bench. His efficiency, he was almost uh, 50-40-90 efficiency last year, which would have been a rare club to join. Uh, 
you know, I, I do think his passing is kind of underrated. Once you, you know, he only averages three assists a game, but when you go back and look at some of those, it's like, wow. <laughs> like he, yeah. he yeah. has the capability of doing it. So I, I guess the fact that, that they haven't come to an agreement with an extension for Brunson yet, it, it, it kind of worries me. Uh, I don't know if it's a case of them waiting or maybe they've tried and maybe Jalen Brunson is like, oh, let's, let's see how, you know, I start playing this season and maybe he wants to test the open market. But I just think it would be a mistake to go throughout this entire season without extending him because then you have that hanging over everybody's heads. And I don't know if I'm as confident uh, with Brunson re-signing with the Mavs as an unrestricted free agent as I was with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So what are your thoughts on the Brunson contract situation? Uh, it is weird that they haven't re-signed him yet. <laughs> like, you know, you're just like, you know, like he may never become like a great, you know, just a uh, creator, you know, um, but I, you know, it's it's really hard to find because he's he's a winner, you know. He has he has two NCAA championships under his belt, which is kind of crazy. Um, and I believe a I think a player of the year or something like that. And it's just like he's he's really 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 good and should he should be getting a contract, you know? He should be getting a contract with us. Like I don't I feel like maybe I don't know, like maybe it's not it wasn't at the forefront yet, and it still isn't for the team. I think they're still maybe focusing on trying to get Goran over here or someone, you know. A, uh, another, you know, uh, you know, a bona fide, uh, distributor, but, uh, I don't know. It is weird. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I if, would, you look at, if you look at Jalen and Luca, I mean, those, that's the best two draft picks the Mavs have had in at least the last like 15 years. <laughs> yes, it is. It definitely but, is. I mean, if, I don't. I just don't think you can, from an asset management standpoint. I just don't think you can afford, you know, to even risk letting him walk for nothing. Like even if you have to pay more than what you think you should be paying for Jalen Brunson, I feel like having him on a longer contract. Even if you're not going to keep him, like say if something comes up towards the trade deadline, you're going to trade him for somebody else. I think it makes more sense to go ahead and you know give him the extension now, have him on a longer contract. I feel like that would be more, you know, uh, that that would be more appealing to other teams around the trade deadline. So that, that that's my that's my opinion on it. I know the Mavs and uh, Jalen Brunson they probably discussed something uh, by now, and maybe they just haven't come to official terms on anything yet. But I would really love for that to happen before the season opener on o- October twenty first, and not have that hanging over everybody's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just one more thing for us to worry about, you know, during uh, the season, you know. And I'm, yeah, I, I, I do agree. I hope they they figure out something soon. So, you know, and that way, if he has like a an off game or something, people aren't freaking out. Like, oh, well, yeah, we should just let him walk. And <laughs> uh, people, people have uh, very what's the word, very dramatic uh, reactions from yeah. game to game on Mavs Twitter, which, I mean, that comes with the territory of being a fan. That's the definition of a fanatic, but, you know, yeah. it, it would be nice to not have to to worry about stuff like that. Uh, okay, well, Ruben, uh, this is going to be our last topic here, and uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you're a predictions guy or not, but if you had to, like, put money on what spot 
the Mavs end up this year in the West. And like I said, this is based on everybody stays healthy. You know, uh, the Bullock and Sterling Brown signings, they, you know, seamless transition like what it seems to be on paper. All of that considered, I mean, where do you see this team being in the West this year? Oh, let's see. Man, uh, honestly, I, I see them top four, and I'd probably put them at four, <laughs> like at four. Yeah, that's that's where I'm so, at. Like, like home like a, a home court advantage, you know, that first round. Um, you know, I just – I got a few – I got just a, like realistically, I just have a few few teams that are just like above them, you know, for whatever reason. Like I definitely have like – I think Phoenix comes back and it's just, you know – stellar again you know i think uh denver's scary <laughs> um even though if we face them i feel like for some reason we play really good we, we play really well against denver for whatever reason um and i don't know i think like i know like it's kind of like a like a it's kind of like a uh, a meme answer but i think like la lakers are still gonna be you know uh i think lebron's gonna be putting into another gear this year uh to try to secure like a, a not a uh playing spot so you know i feel like those i feel like those three teams would be ahead of us so i i said on the last one i definitely think they're going to be top four uh i wouldn't be shocked if they have enough regular season success to get into that uh top three and that's basically you know i think the lakers i think they'll be fine once they get into the postseason but you know given the total like the advanced age of their entire roster and they have a bunch of injury concerns too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how seriously they're going to take the regular season. Uh, I think they'll, they'll want to have definitely LeBron and AD in tip top shape, uh, you know, going into the postseason. So I think there could be a bunch of load management there. And, you know, even though they have an older roster, I think they have enough depth to where they can still load manage those guys and get into the playoffs comfortably. So, that that's my reasoning for thinking they could get to three, uh, but definitely top four. I'm I'm with you there. I think they're finally going to get home court, and like I said, hopefully uh, not playing the Clippers again. Even if they do, they they probably won't have Kawhi this time around. But it'd be nice yeah. to actually have a, a different opponent in the playoffs for the first time in nearly yeah. two years. Yeah, it'd be really great to to be able to experience a, not so much of a my heart palpitating against Ben because. Again, like every single time, every single time I saw Kawhi this last postseason, like against us, I was just like, "Oh my god, why?" Like <laughs> he's killing us. <laughs> like what? If we, he literally like went Terminator mode in that series against us, and I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> like I hate this. Why do I want us to be in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. against like the like why were they so confident against the Clippers this year? <laughs> yeah, from from a basketball fan perspective, just an overall NBA fan, like. Oh, yeah. entire, even the even the games where Kawhi just went off, I was just like in awe. But then, like you know, the Mavs side of me is just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like it was like it's cool to see someone just like actually, absolutely, like just like you know, tear up a defense like that. But no, like it didn't have to be against us. <laughs> well, Ruben, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me. This was well overdue. Um, absolutely, I, dude. I figured, I figured, you know, the first time we're using the Fireside app, and uh, that's, I remember when I did, we had already talked about you coming on regardless, and since we got on with him, I was like, hey, you have an iPhone? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I have an iPhone, so I can do uh, this. 
but uh, Ruben, tell everybody where they can find uh, all of your work. Uh, you can go, you can plug your podcast site, all that, all that good stuff. Where can we find all of you and uh, all of your people's work? Uh, let's see. So you can find me at Twitter and Instagram. Actually, I'm not really on Instagram, really, but I have an Instagram. Uh, you can find me on both of those at at Reddit Mavericks. Um, you can find you can find my podcast uh, at Hoops Half of Eisen's. Uh, I, I record with uh, Squish Forty One, who has just been a joy, mostly, <laughs> and Don Denham, uh, who's just been our like our. He's like the host, like he's like the guy. Um, you, uh, we also do some writing stuff. Uh, you can go to that. It, it's uh, the website is mffls.com. Um, we haven't done a lot this off season just because I've been busy and everybody's been busy. Just kind of lives have just been you know uh, changing a little bit. So, uh, but I will probably be getting uh, started up again uh, as the season starts. Season starts getting going again. Um, and that's it. Yeah, it's great. It's where you can find me. So. Yeah, Squ- uh, Squish Forty One. Uh, me, me, and him bonded a little bit over our separate uh, Twitter suspensions. He, he, yeah, he was, was <laughs> he was first, and he he got his back eventually. And then uh, mine was kind of a fluke thing, and uh, they finally got mine back too. And then you know he has that uh, alter ego account that acted as my attorney. Yes, Doug Nabisco. <laughs> he will he will definitely be serving me if I ever get suspended. So. <laughs> Which hopefully it won't happen because it just seems like I just remember like you being suspended and being like, What the hell what the heck happened? <laughs> like why are the why are things happening in Maps Twitter where people are just getting suspended left and right? It, it's an, <laughs> I'm sure it's it's probably I don't know how they do all that, but I feel like if it's something that's like over a year old, they need to at least give you a chance to like get rid of anything that's gonna potentially suspend because that was the thing with me. Like what they what they canned me for was like over a year old, but they didn't specify exactly like they had a time frame, but they didn't have a specific tweet that it was for. So that's what was really no, annoying. That's, annoying. that's so annoying. <laughs> I hate Twitter. But it's all, it's all good now. Uh, but Ruben, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, and I'm sure we'll Absolutely. cross paths many times on on Mavs Twitter this upcoming season. It should be a fun one. Absolutely. I appreciate you joining me, man. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, this will be you know this will be up as a regular podcast later this evening. Uh, and if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a review, uh, we've been giving out uh, these cool Math Step Back T-shirts lately. We give out you know probably a couple a week, and it's like a random drawing and all that. So if you do leave a review, just put your Twitter ad or Instagram ad or some social media way of us you know uh, getting in contact with you. But guys, we appreciate it. Y'all have a great wet rest of your weekend. Y'all have a good. Kind of setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.